song, but man, what a great message. There is one great love, and that's Jesus. So I want to welcome you to uh, the first service of 2017. This is a day where churches take notes of everybody who's not here and what they might have been involved in. Last night, just joking. No, but you do get a special star for being here today. Um, but uh, we want to welcome you. Looking forward to the time that we have this morning. And uh, uh, just a, a great opportunity. I don't know. I've been excited. You know, I know I'm kind of weird, but I've been excited. Could not wait to get here this morning. Could not wait to to uh, have the first worship service of 2017. And I hope you guys feel the same way and want to enter in and worship. We got some great music today, some great songs. And uh, so, um, also want to let you know we've not announced this yet about next week. Why don't you talk about uh, the eighth? 
So next week, January 8th, Sunday evening at 6.30 at Victory Life, we'll be doing a countywide praise night. Um, Gabe and I will be involved from our church. Um, Harmony Baptist is represented. Victory's represented. Stringtown is represented. Um, several churches in the county. There'll be people from those churches on the praise team, and all the churches are invited to attend that night. So at 6.30, you guys come out. It's just going to be an hour of music. Um, so you guys just come out and worship with us. So a neat opportunity for community-wide worship together, 6.30 next Sunday night at Victory Life. And I know that uh, Clay's been a big part of planning this, and, and uh, so it'll be a fun night. We want you guys to be a part of that. <coughs> and Doug. Me. Doug's going to be there, too. Doug's playing keys that night. Yeah, Doug's playing. Good. Good. So anyway, that's, uh, that's upcoming. Anything And everything will resume this week as far as Wednesday night services and uh, or Wednesday night adults here and children here and nursery here and youth at uh, Michael and Amy's house. And so uh, come out and be a part of that Wednesday evening as well. But did you guys have a good holiday? Yeah? All right. Well, let me pray for us and we're going to get back into worship. Father God, we just want to uh, worship you this morning. Thank you for um, life every day. But there are some days when you wake up and you knew it's a, you know it's just in terms of the calendar, it's like a new beginning. And uh, the opportunity to get to to be here and to worship you uh, in the first few hours of a new year is special and. Uh, so we don't want to be here just to check it off our list. Um, we don't want to be here because we feel guilty if we weren't. We want to be here because we want to experience you. And I pray for your presence to be evident today uh, through this service. And that we would uh, just sense your presence and we would hear you speak to us today. Thank you for this body. Thank you for every person that's in this room. We pray for those who are not with us today. Protect them, God. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this morning, um, obviously, it's just Blake and I up here. I want you guys just to worship however you want to, sit, stand, whatever you want to do. There's no right or wrong way. Just uh, There's been a lot of things going on, I'm sure, in everybody's lives the past week or so, a lot of busyness. And... Uh, we just want to give you guys a time, like Scott said, just to, just to focus this morning on God and, and spend some time in worship. So.
Children are dismissed if they'd like to go.
Good worship, wasn't it? Boy, good stuff. <clears throat> well, a week ago, <clears throat> um, took my daughter and wife and son, and we went to see Star Wars. How many of you guys have gone to see Star Wars yet? Man, you guys are missing out now. I'm telling you, I was impressed. Star Wars Rogue One was really good, I thought. And, um, and two nights ago, because I bought Landon for Christmas, the Star Wars movie that came out a year ago, which is called what? Uh, Awakening or I don't know, something. Come on, Clay, you should know. The Force, uh, the Force Awakens. I can tell already I'm, I'm, I'm not preaching to the choir here. <laughs> so two nights ago we watched... The one from a year ago, which we had already seen, but we hadn't watched it since it came out on video. So we watched it, and, and I could just tell that Michaela, who, who uh, in the past hasn't really been all that interested in Star Wars, she was really enjoying, she enjoyed the new one, and she enjoyed us watching the one on video a couple nights ago. So yesterday when I went into town, I, uh, I picked up um, the, uh, the original three. If you're a Star Wars fan, you know it's, 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 it's number four, five, and six, but they were the original ones. One, two, and three, they were not too good. And I, so anyway, that's just my personal opinion. But four, five, and six were the original ones. And so last night we watched um, Star Wars, the, the original one, which is called, I guess, A New Hope. And, um, and so anyway, um, you know... I could, I could spend the whole time this morning talking about this, and I know you don't want me to, so. But <laughs> it, was, uh, it was really fun to watch Star Wars with my daughter last night because, you know, like everything in that movie I had, okay? Every action figure, everything that you could buy Star Wars, I had it. And I'm going through the whole movie with them going, had that, had that, had that. Had that, every character had that guy, had that guy, had that ship, had that land speeder, had that, had that, had that. After a while, they're like, we get it, Dad, we get it, you got it all. And uh, so, anyway, it's just weird watching this, this movie with my daughter. She's finally into Star Wars, and, and uh, um, it hit me last night. I, uh, I said to Christy, I think, I said, man, this is like, 20 years old. She said, Scott, it's 40 years old. Star Wars is 40 years old. It came out in 1977. That is, that is unbelievable. I mean, I, I, just, I just sat there. I was, just, I was more mind blown by realizing that Star Wars was 40 years old then when I watched The Empire Strikes Back the first time and found out that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father, mind blown completely. Yeah. I mean, my, even though they don't have the same last name, 
He was his father. And, 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 and the mind blown. And last night when she said 40 years, I was like, are you kidding me? And it just hit me, you know, on New Year's Eve, I'm watching Star Wars. My wife says it's 40 years old, and it just hits me that time goes fast. I, let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I feel it. I mean, really, it's just uh, time goes fast. It seems like yesterday, you know, I mean, time just goes so fast. I know that you guys can relate. Maybe it's not about Star Wars, but you can relate. You know, as we start a new year, you can relate to the fact that it is amazing how fast time goes. Maybe you look at your children. Maybe you look at your grandchildren. And you just go, wow. Where did the time go? <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's um, amazing to me when I think about you know how fast time goes and what's you know when you think about how fast time goes and you kind of get in that 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 mode where you start realizing how fast it goes I don't know about you but I get really sentimental and I start thinking about things that I can't get back, time that can't be recaptured. Um, you know, we, uh, uh, my family got together for Christmas, and I have one brother, and he has five children. And, um, you know, we, we get together every Christmas, and we got together, and all of our children range from 25 to 16. And that made me just realize we don't have any, like, children anymore. Hey guys. You going to go to class? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Those glasses are awesome. I'm telling you, awesome. So I want to talk to you this morning about um, just realizing how fast time goes, um, that it's important to live and, in, and cherish every moment and every day and every opportunity that we have in life. Um, we want to cherish the days that we have, and we need to cherish the people around us. And uh, so I just want to give an encouragement today, and I'm going to use the book of Philippians to, uh, to talk to you about some things that I'm grateful for today that I find joy in, that we should find joy in, things that we should celebrate, things that we should um, look to on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, that we should find life in uh, because time is, is going fast. And, uh, and so there's some things that, that uh, Paul says here in the first chapter of Philippians. If you have your Bible, turn to Philippians chapter 1. Be fairly brief this morning. Um, but uh, there's just some, some timely words that uh, we can experience together that uh, can help us in 2017. I'm going to read, uh, starting in verse 3, I'm reading from the NIV. And Paul says, and he's writing from prison, at least house arrest, 
I don't know for sure, but he, uh, he's writing to the church in Philippi, and he says these words. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He goes on to say in verse 7, It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. So in this letter that, that Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, he begins by saying, I thank God for you. And, 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 and this... This is, uh, this is something that, you know, I was thinking about while I was driving down here this morning is that is so true for me. I mean, when I think about you, when I think about this body, I just, I, I have joy. I have just a thankfulness comes over me. I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for the relationships that God has brought together in this room. And Paul is saying that. He said, I thank my God every time I remember you. And then he, he says three different things in this text that, that I think are things that he's finding joy in, that he's, he's experiencing, that you and I can experience as well, can bring joy to 2017. He says, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. The, the, the first thing that he talks about is the fact that he is, uh, that they are partners in the gospel. There's a partnership when it comes to the body of Christ. There's, there's a kinship, there's relationships. That's what the body of Christ is all about. The body of Christ is not about services or buildings or, you know, it's, it's not about routine and ritual. It's not about any of that. The body of Christ is about partnerships, about relationships. That is uh, the, the most important aspect of who we are, is the partnership that we have in the gospel. And partnership speaks to relationships, but it goes even beyond that. It's not just, just pure relationship. When he talks about their partnership in the gospel, he's talking about their relationship that includes their partnership or their teamwork, if you will, in the gospel. Now, I know I talked about Star Wars and lost a bunch of you. I like sports too. A lot of football games going on right now. One of the things I love about sports is I love the, uh, the whole concept of teams and teamwork and the way that people come together and they sacrifice and they invest uh, in, in, in each other and they, they work together for a common goal and, and it's just like this, this one, this, this, 
this uh, goal is driving everything and it's pulling them together and they're uh, and they're they're getting closer and closer and closer and you'll hear coaches talk about they'll they'll say things when you know coach speak they'll be talking about you know we're just we're playing for one another that's coach speak but it's true you know, a real team, the bonds that are formed because of the, the, the goal of what you're after, that, that, that partnership, that investment, that time together for a, for a cause, for a goal, for a mission, that, that's, that's what Paul's talking about. He says, listen, I'm, I'm so grateful for our partnership in the gospel. And that's, that's what, we, what we have. I know it's on different levels all the time, but, but there's a partnership in the gospel and it'd be something that should continue to grow. It reminds me of, of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let me just read this to you. This will sound familiar, but I want you just to listen to the, the context of it in relation to what I'm talking about right now. He, he says, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. This is verse 17. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation just means to bring two things together. And so it says he, he, he reconciled us, he brought us to himself, and then he gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. You hear the partnership talk there? the kingdom talk. We're ambassadors for Christ. God has saved us and he's brought us to himself and he's given us this ministry that is about helping other people find that relationship with Christ to be reconciled to him. Paul's excited. He's grateful. He finds joy in the fact that he's partners with the church in the gospel. And I think throughout this year, we need to continue to find joy in being partners together in the gospel. He says something else here I think is, is really, really profound. He says, you know, uh, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And then verse 6 he says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you Will what? Yeah, we'll finish it. We'll complete it. And Paul is saying, you know what fires him up? What he's excited about, what he finds joy in is looking into the lives of the people in the body of Christ and seeing a work that God is doing in their life. And I think one of the most exciting things that we can experience together is looking at each other's lives and seeing what God's up to. God is up to something in every one of your lives. And there's so much joy in that. And sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes other people see it. 
we can recognize it. I, I, there's so many examples of, 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 of God being at work in our lives. And, and what a promise. What a promise that Paul is saying to the church right now. He, he's saying, listen, I'm confident of this, that what God started, God will finish. You know, when we start a new year like this, I mean, I, I get excited. I get excited because I like new beginnings. I like new beginnings, even if it's just a new beginning on a calendar. I like it because a lot of what Paul says comes to mind because God's up to something. He's going to finish it. And I want you to understand today, God is up to something in your life. And it is, it is a joy for people to be able to see it. And, and you need to understand it. You need to, to know today as you start this year that you're not all alone, that you haven't been forgotten, that, that life's not over for you, that God's not finished, that there's, that there's still dreams and plans and things that God wants to accomplish through you. You need to understand today that, that your life has incredible purpose, that your life has incredible meaning, that God wants to use you and He wants to do things in you this year year in your life that you've never experienced before, that you've never seen before. I love this promise of Paul because it tells me that there's a process at work. And you know what? As long as I know I'm in process, I feel good about that. I don't have to be there yet, but if I can just be a little farther along than where I was. I want to encourage you today. God is not finished with you yet. He started something in you, and He's going to finish it, and He's going to grow it. Let me share with you this, this third thing that Paul says in this text. He says in verse 7, It's right for me to feel this way about all of you, he says, since I have you in my heart. For whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. The third thing that I see, I hear him saying that, that is just confirming to me. One of the other translations, I think the ESV says that you are partakers with me in grace. You are partakers with me in grace. One of the most exciting things that we get to experience in this life is grace. Nothing, <clears throat> listen to me carefully, I'm not overstating this. Nothing binds us together like the reality of grace. Nothing um, brings us together. Nothing um, creates a bond more than experiencing grace together. 
I think grace is the most important thing you will ever experience in your life. I really think it's the domino that makes everything else fall. And that's important because I'm not so sure that we experience grace all that often. I think it's the most important thing that we experience, and yet, for a lot of different reasons, sometimes I think we don't experience grace. Sometimes this place, and I don't necessarily mean specifically Cornerstone, but sometimes church actually works against grace. The very reason that we exist is because of grace. And yet sometimes it becomes about other things. It becomes about um, legalism and ritual and uh, putting on a mask and acting a certain way. And uh, this is where you're put together. This is where you come in and you... You act like everything is great. This is, the church becomes many times the very opposite of the reality of grace. It's, it's, it's so ironic that we don't exist without grace, and yet sometimes that's not what we experience. Um, you know, when you think about the, the reality of grace, And when we experience that, when we really, uh, the more and more that we are able to get into the deep water, if, if I can say it that way, the more that we're able to get into the deep water in grace, uh, it changes everything about us. You know, when, when we live in grace, when we walk in grace, when we experience grace, no one is better than anyone else. I mean, there... The, it's one of the reasons why it brings us together in such a powerful way because it just, it changes everything. Grace changes everything. I, I just, I want you guys, uh, if anything this morning, to walk away with a, with a resolution today that you are going to experience and receive grace. It is the most life-altering thing you can experience. There's a passage of scripture that I need to read that kind of helps us understand that more. Listen to these words from Ephesians chapter 3. This is Paul again, and he, uh, he's praying again for the church in Ephesus, and he says that, uh, and I pray that you, now listen to this, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, and I want us to take, as I read the rest of this, I want you to, to listen. He's talking about them experiencing the love of Christ. Okay, and, and you can substitute right now the word grace 
with love. All right? So for our purposes this morning, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love and grace may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love and grace of Christ. And to know that this love, to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And listen one more time. I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the believers to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love and grace of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Most important thing we can do this year is experience grace. Most important thing we can do this year is to know how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ for you. Most important thing that you and I can do individually and as a body is experience grace, to receive it, to experience it, and to offer it, to extend it. Everything else pales in comparison. Everything else pales in comparison to the experience of grace. The joy that we should be looking forward to this year is that we're partakers in God's grace. I wish I could, I wish I could put into words the mystery of that. I wish I could, you know, say something. I wish I could, I could give an analogy. I wish I could give an illustration that would bring home to you and I both what's really being said. But there's those words, they're just not there. And so I just almost, almost I just plead with you to understand that that experiencing the grace and love of Jesus is the most important thing that you and I can do. And that looks different and it feels different for all of us. I don't know what's going on in your life. Don't know what kind of thoughts you're having. Don't know what kind of fears you're having. Don't know what kind of shame or guilt you're having. Have no idea what's going on in your life. But I want you to know today that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what, the answer is the love of Christ. That's the answer. More than anything else, God wants you to experience his love and grace for you. That's the domino that causes everything else to fall down. That's the domino. That's the thing that can open up every other experience, every other change, growth, restoration, 
the love of Jesus. That's what Paul is saying in this text. He's saying, I'm so grateful that we're partners in the gospel. I'm so grateful for the work that God's doing in your life. And I'm so grateful that we are all partakers in Christ. What, what happened, buddy? It's okay. So I want you to think about today as you go about your January 1st. As you think about your January, as you think about 2017. I want you to ask one question today. How are you going to surrender to and experience the love of Christ in your life more than you ever have before? How are you going to do that? Father God, this morning I just uh, ask that uh, through your Holy Spirit that you would reveal to us that that we would, we would just begin to understand ways that we've not come to fully experience your love and grace. Teach us, lead us, guide us, put us in a position where we are willing to let go of things in order to experience your love and grace. Make this year to be a year that we know your love like never before. Because God, I know that if that happens... Everything else takes care of itself. Everything that you want us to become, everything we need to be healed of, everything that needs to be changed, every relationship, it doesn't matter. All of it comes down to whether or not we, we know and have experienced your love and then we learn to offer it, extend it to others. So God, we're so grateful today that that's the reality you're most concerned about. I pray that over those that are here, those that are not. I pray it over this church in 2017. May this place and this body be a place that people can walk in and experience the love of Jesus. And it's his name we pray. Amen. Well. Thank you for being here. Why don't we uh, why don't we close out with a song, guys? Uh, um, what do you think? I'll just let you choose. Do trust in you, Chase.
trust in I will trust